Tov. Today's daf is Pei Vav. Um, and we pick up in the middle of Pei Bet, or like the Gemara top of Pei Bet, so we got a little ground to cover. And we just read the Mishnah that said the key line of a get was Harat Muteret L'chol Adam. So, and then Rabbi Huda said that the get has to be more spelled out. It should say, this should be to you for me a bill of divorce and a writ of, you know, of a release, etc., etc. So not only does it, it doesn't have more words, but it also is self-referential and says that it just says that this itself is functioning as that instrument of divorce okay so let's let's see what the Gemara says about four lines from the top of Peheya Medbet Pshita if the man says to his wife you are a free woman um, that's meaningless because even though she's like free from him but the meaning of Batchorin means you're not a slave um, and that's not the language of divorce um, he says to his uh, female slave you are permissible to marry any man that's also not relevant because that's not about her status of being a slave or a free woman um, but what if he says to his wife you are under your own control now that's a language that can work for freeing a slave but it also is general enough that it could be relevant for the idea of being no longer under the, uh, your husband's control and maybe means a divorce as well Mahu, um, what do we say? Legame kamala? Does that mean fully? Um, and therefore it relates to marriage as well, and it's a language of divorce. Olim lacha kamala? Does it mean that, you know, I no longer own your labor, which again makes it relevant to freeing a slave, but does not make it relevant to divorcing a wife? Again, this is if this is what's written in the get. This is the key line of the get instead of harayat mutarat l'chol adam. So Amalei Rabbeinu Lavashi, so Rabbeinu said to Ravashi, Tashma, Nan, Kron in the Mishnah, Guvet shall get shichrur, the essence of a writ of freedom is behold you are a free person or you are um, this is our Mishnah you are under your own control so that works for freeing a slave so it says so by a slave because the Gemara actually didn't of its two possibilities didn't say it meant freeing a slave it said either it means and would work for divorce or it means I am like releasing you from my right of your labor okay but that also that's not a full sense of ownership but the response is, is that if you look in the Mishnah, if it works for a real slave, then it's really not just releasing somebody from your rights to their labor, it's a complete withdrawal of your control, a full, a, a full separation. So, Uma, so he says, Uma Avda, the Kanile Gufe, a slave that you actually own the body of the slave. If you say this word, you are to yourself. So the slave now owns, his, or owns him or herself. So it really ref- refers to a full removal of control. It's not just like waving some rights to the labor. So by a woman that his control, his ownership is not as full as that of a slave, how much more so that means a withdrawal of all control, of all ownership. So basically what the Gemara says is, you know, because does not have as much of an implication of change of status as or so the Gemara says look if it works by a slave you see that it can mean it, you know not just some waving of rights but it does mean fundamentally um, freeing somebody or a full removal of control and if that can work by a slave it can work by a language for a wife so um, the re- only reason Bat does not work is because Bat has the very specific 
meaning of being a free person as contrasted to being a slave. But if you have something that does not have that very specific meaning of slave versus free person, and more has a general sense of a full removal of any sense of ownership and control, so that's a generic enough language that can work both for a writ of freedom, a writ of manumission for a slave, and a writ of divorce. Because as long as it doesn't have the specific meaning of slave versus free person, if it just means I'm completely removing any control and any ownership I have over you, then that can work for both. Okay? So... Um, Ravina Ravashi. So Ravina said to Ravashi, Amalei Avdo, somebody said to a slave, Eli Asik Bacha, Mahu, I have I will have no dealings with you. What's the story? Because that doesn't sound like you're changing the person's status or giving the person back their own ownership of their own body. It just more sounds again like I'm a waving of rights, but it does not really sound as profound as a full severing of ownership. Um so he said, What's the story? So Amalei Ravchan Ravashi, Vamalei Ravchanin Mechuzanal Ravashi, so one of these Ravchanin says somebody sells his slave to a non-Jew he has to uh, you know we learned this before redeem the slave and the slave goes free um, but even so the first master even if he redeems him from the non-Jew has to still write him a writ of manumission when do you need a new sort of writ of manumission you did not write the document already if you had really written a document when you sold him to the non-Jew, that serves as the writ of, of freedom. My ono, what would, what's that document? He writes for him, I am telling you to this non-Jew, but if you ever manage to run away from him, I waive my rights to you. So the point here is that functions as a language of a star shikhur. And that really is a chiddish. Because the Eliezer Bukha means, I will have nothing to do with you. Okay? But that doesn't mean that you no longer own me. Meaning, that might sort of say that you're, you know, withdrawing your rights. But there's still a different thing that you are giving me back ownership of my own body, a change of status, and so on. So, but we find out that that actually does work by a slave. And then, of course, the reasonable question would be is, okay, then does it work by a uh, bill of divorce? Because the Gemara seemed to say that a language that works by a slave would will by a bill of divorce. It would be a complete removal of control um, as long as it didn't have the specific meaning of slave versus free person. So maybe the answer presumably is yes. Okay, so that's the question of what would work for the key line, for the punch line. But now we get to the debate of Rabbi Yehuda and the Tanakhama where Rabbi Yehuda says you have to be much more explicit. You have to say this should serve as an instrument of divorce. The Dein Diyahavi Lichiminai, this should be to you for me, Sefer Tiruchim Vigeret Shiruchim, a book of divorce and a writ of release, etc. Now, by the way, if you look at Rashi, Rashi says, uh, you know, we'll get to Rashi in a minute. Rashi is going to give you the whole standard Nusach Haget. Okay? I read it to you in the riff a while ago. That's true. Now I'll read it to you in Rashi. Yes. Yeah. Um. Oh, and that you can go marry whoever you want? Yeah, it could be. I mean, that seems just to be more a Aramaic uh, re- expression or spelling out of Aramaic Mutal Chalazam. But the Gemara understands that the bigger Kiddush of Rebbe Yehuda is the first beginning of the line, Vidain. This is the writ of divining. I'm not just making a declaration. This is not just a, a, a document to prove your divorce. It actually is the instrument of divorce. That's at least how the Gemara understands. Like, he says a whole big thing. But what's his primary, what was primarily missing in the earlier statement that he felt he had a supplement? So the Gemara is going to say it's fundamentally the Vedain, the self-referential line. The Maikim, if we, what's the debate? Even though 
it's a hand, meaning that's not evident. It, it indicates something, but it's not explicit. So implicitly is that this is the writ of divorce itself. This is the instrument of divorce. But it's not 100%. It didn't say it black and white. And if, even if it didn't say black and white, if it was clearly the meaning, that would be a daimochichos. But it's not clearly the meaning. So they said that doesn't matter. It's still, you know, mostly that's understood that this is itself the instrument and that works. Now, meaning you could have said that the debate is not... Are you looking for something, Jenna? I was looking to open a new bag. Oh. What? What are you looking for? Oh, probably in my top drawer there. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> well, one of those top drawers. Thank you very much, and I appreciate that. Uh, no? You're not finding it? <laughs> the middle one? Okay. <laughs> Here. <laughs> it's all right. Totally unmoved. <laughs> oh, there. there you go. Got it. Uh, oops. Okay. Leave it. All right. Anyway, so <laughs> thank you. So, um, so the, you could have said that they're debating what the standards are, right? You could have said that the rabbis don't need the get to be self-referential. Why do? You, since when do you need a document to describe itself? as the instrument that it's doing. Like, if you talk about what's a standard star mechira, you know what a standard star mechira is? Sidi mechura lecha, and you hand the guy the star. What's a standard star kiddushin? Harayat mikudeshetli, written on the line, and you hand it. Those documents don't have to be self-referential and make it clear that they are the instruments. So, more simply, you would have said that the rabbis don't even require that, since when does the document have to make it explicit that it itself is the instrument? But that's not how the Gemara is framing the debate. The Gemara saying is that both sides require that the document be clear that it is the actual instrument, but the rabbis say, or that, that it has to sort of, you know, make, whatever, communicate that, but the rabbis say it does not have to do it explicitly. It could even be implicit. As long as it's understood, and it's not 100%, but it's pretty clear, that's enough. That it's referring to itself as the instrument of divorce. Cost of love, the Dane, even though you did not write, and this shall be the instrument of divorce. It's clear that this is the instrument. So, again, for whatever reason, we're assuming by get, which we tend not to assume by other documents that serve as instruments, that they have to be clear that they are the instrument, that the get has to be clear that it is the instrument. And they're obviously saying it's clear enough, it doesn't have to be stated explicitly. Reb Yehuda Savan, Reb is of the opinion, um, no, if it's not explicit, or it's not absolutely clear, then it does not, it's not like it's made that statement. Um, the time is the cause of love a day. Yeah, and you have to write, and this, you have to be explicit that this is the instrument. That makes it clear that this get is the instrument through which she's being divorced. Of a low cause of love a day, but if it did not say the day, Amri, then you could say, he's divorcing her just verbally. And this is just serving as some evidence to the fact. So Rabbi Yehuda is saying two things. Number one is it has to be clear that this is the instrument of divorce. And number two is it will not be able to be clear about that unless you say it explicitly. Okay, both of those are Chiddush, but the first one in my mind is even the bigger Chiddush. No, but that's exactly the point. He says that the get has to make it clear that it's not a star raya, that it's the star is actually the instrument. Now, why all of a sudden does the, a star have to make it clear that it itself is the instrument? I don't know. But that's what he's saying, and therefore you have to say it explicitly, and you have to say the day. Now we're going to talk about the exact nusach of the get. 
Amar Baye, Haiman the Kasiv Gita, if a man writes a guess, Lo Lichtov Vidain with a Yud, Demashima Vidin, because you could read it as, it's, 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 the, it's the law, it's that I should give you this get. But he's not required to give a get, so that's actually not what he's trying to say, and it's not even accurate. Ella Vidain, you write it without the Yud. The Lo Lichtov Igeret with a Yud, Demashima Igeret, okay, because <laughs> it means an Igar, an, an Igra is a roof. Okay, so writing an Igaret with a Yud could mean a roof. This should be to me a, to you a roof of divorce. Ella Igaret without a Yud. Okay, velo lichtov limehach to go to marry any man you want. Demashma li mehach to me from this. You know, not that you should go and marry, but like, to me, you should be, uh, you know, uh, you know, you should, you know, you should be my wife in this regard or something of that nature. Wife in, in regard that you can go marry any man. No, I don't know, that you can go marry any man you want. But anyway, somehow the word Lee is a sense of like, you're mine still. Okay? Ella, so you should write, so you should write Limahach without the Yud, which means to go. Okay? Um, uh, where were we? Uh, da da da. Um, did I? No, that's the next line, isn't it? Oh, you're right. I skipped this kept line. The lowest top. No, 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 I didn't. That's one after that yet. Okay, okay. Limahach. So Rashi says Limahach means um, to me it should be from this time onward. I don't know. Anyway, okay. But leave to me Mehach from this. You should go and blah blah blah. Which I don't know. Somehow it's not the same as meaning that you should go. Okay, it means the low lift of limachach. Don't write a chet instead of a hey. Make it clear that the le- le- that the that the that the uh, leg is is separated from the roof there. Dimash kichucha as a joke. Okay, limachach. This should be as, as this should be as a joke. This is a Purim Torah. Okay, this should be to laugh about. Okay, that's what limachach means. Okay, so you have to be careful about how you write that. Yan that you should any man that you desire uh, or, or that you should. I'm sorry. What is it? Uh, here, Rashi. Now here, let's read the Rashi. Rashi has the basic nusach. I get. If you look at Rashi, it's about two lines above where the line above the Hagos Habach is in the left-hand column. Rashi says, Zeutofes Haget. This is the basic uh, uh, language of the get. Petiris um, Yasichi Lichi. I have freed you to yourself. Ant Ploni Spas Ploni. You, you know, Rachel Batsara. The Havis Intetimin Kadmas That you are my wife prior to this. Uchado. And with this, Petiris Vishavikis Vitarichis Yasichi. I have released and divorced and uh, whatever released you that you should be permitted and uh, under your own control under your um, um, to go to marry anybody you desire and no man should protest should stand in your way from this day forward this should be to you for me of course notice what words it didn't have there Anybody knows what word they didn't have? <laughs> which is also there but for some reason Rashi did not include it anyway notice also but it's in Aramaic because it's in the vernacular so it's also that you know it's, it sounds to us like oh it's some very fancy legal language but it's actually in the vernacular no one writes it in Hebrew right? no they write it in they write it in this language this is exactly the Nusach that's used I mean look, look, I understand look, I understand look how crazy the Gemara is going about worrying about every letter here yeah significance of the fact that she referred to by as her mother's daughter no, Bas Ploni, not Bas Plonis. Plonis Bas Ploni. 
Oh. He's her father's daughter. Right. It, it, uh, so, still the patriarchy. He said Rachel Batsara, I think. Oh, he did? Oh, that was my mistake. I, so, sorry. Not Rachel Batsara. Okay. <laughs> Rachel Bas, uh, Baslova there. Okay, so fine. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, that was my mistake. Okay, so back to Gemara. Okay, so, the lowly, okay, uh, so, okay, these Havyan, um, so that is that you should be permitted, these Yatsavan, any man that you desire, Tlosa Tlosa Yudin. These Havyan, you see, after the Vav between the Nun and after the Vet and between the yud, Nun, there's three Yuds. Demashma, Demashma Tahavyan Vititsyavyan, that you should be and you should desire. Now, what else could it mean? So Rashi says if you just wrote it with two Yuds, it should be, um, uh, Tahavain, like that women should be able to. Dishyatzain, that you should marry to men that, you know, women desire. But to make it personal, that you should be able to, that you should desire, it has to be Dishavyan, Dishyatzvan. Okay, somehow with only two would mean like that just, that, you know, any man that should be desired, that anybody would desire. I understand. Now, Tosos actually says you need five yuds. You need the three yuds at the end, and you need the yud between, you know, and you need the two yuds there, one before the tough and one after the tough. We'll look at Tosos in a minute. Okay. Okay. The Lorche Levav to Teruchin, and you should make the Vav of Teruchin long. It's sort of like Megillah's Esther, right? What is it? The Vav of Vaizosa here. The Levav de Shavukin, the Mashma Teruchin Veshavikin. That it should mean that you should be divorced and released, as opposed as to what? So again, Rashi says, if it did not have the long Vav and it was read as a Yud, and it was read as Igeres Teruchin and Shavikin, it would be, what does Rashi say that that would mean? Hold on. Rashi says, uh, one minute. Um, oh, a book of divorcees, a book of released women. So, Truchin means of divorce, Shvukin of release. But Shvikin means women who have been divorced, women who have been released. Okay, so therefore you have to have the law, the Vav and not a Yud. The Lorche Levav de Chido, through this, the Mashma. Dimashma, and actually here Dimashma does not mean so it should mean it means so it shouldn't mean Uchidi for naught okay without, if it looked like a Yid it would mean for naught okay so Dimashma here means because if you didn't do that it would sound like it meant Kedi like before it says if you didn't do that it would sound like it meant like a book of divorcees right Dimashma would have meant divorcees or women who are released it has to be Teruchin divorce released and here without the long Vav of Kiddo it would have sounded like it meant Kedi for nothing for naught which is not the word that we're going for here, okay. Um, okay, where are we? Okay, okay. Okay, with an aleph that you should go marry the mashma, because then it would be sounding like it would say lo um, You should not marry, and that you should be enabled to be married. Okay, so all these types of things that it should not be misread. So now they raise the question. But inan v'dein, inan v'dein. Now, bottom line, after all that one, you know, hyper focus on every little letter, we want to get back to the basic issue of the Mishnah. Do you need do we paskin like Reb Yehuda? Do you need to explicitly say this should be a bill of divorce or not? Do you need that whole line? Tashma coming here. The Askin Rava Begiti. Rava made an establishment about the language of a get. Eich Planya Batplanya. How I Reuven Ben Shimon. Pati Vatarich Yas Plonisa. Intati Tavis Intatam Intatam means Admadina. I have divorced and released so and so my wife was one my wife until this point. 
from this day forward, but when Rava was establishing the Nusaf HaGet, he did not say, and we have to make sure that it says, then this should be, that it was not self-referential. Sounds like he did not paskin like Reb Yehuda. So the Gemara says, um, so you see he doesn't seem to paskin like Reb Yehuda. So the Gemara says, one minute the Gemara says, that Nusach was not the whole Nusach HaGet. That was one particular line that he was adding in. So the fact, you can't infer something from the fact that he didn't say the Dain. He didn't also say, he didn't say a lot of the lines. He was only talking about one particular piece that he was adding in. So the other parts we need, but he didn't mention it. So maybe we need the Dain, and he didn't mention it. So with the hyper-focus on everything being like so explicit, there's not much of a Chiddush that the Gemara's conclusion is, you know, that you have to, thank you so much, that you have to basically explicitly you know, Paskin like Reb Yehuda and do the Vedain Diyahave Lichi. If you don't, is it Pasul B'Diyavet? That maybe is not so clear. But certainly, like if you don't have all these extra Yuds, is that Pasul B'Diyavet? So that's a question. But certainly as a Lichatchila, we want to be as ex- explicit and as clear as possible. Now, one minute. Let's just finish this up and then I'll talk about Tosos for a minute. Now let's talk about what Rava did insist on. Okay, so the things that Rava added was that it has to say from this day forward, so why are you saying from this day? Because we're not going to rely on Reb Yossi. You might remember Reb Yossi said that since the get is dated, it's implicit that it takes effect as of today. And you don't need to say in any condition is understood to be retroactive. So Rava did not want to rely on that. And Rava said you should say explicitly as of today. Okay? And forever. Why did he have to say that? This day forward. In order to, to remove any issues like the question Rava asked Rav Nachman remember the question can you say today you're divorced from me and tomorrow not so just so somebody should not create problems and say oh maybe you only divorced her for the day so of course even though we pass in the end that doesn't work or whatever that even if it's just for the day it's for forever but Rava wanted to say explicitly from this day forward okay and that's the end of Rava's Takana now Tosus by the way look at one of the interesting Tosus Tosus says okay um um, one minute. Da, 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 da. Tosos, by the way, quotes the Megillah, called Yuvei Ha'igeret Hazot. Okay. Um, um, and then Tosos says like this, one minute. Um, you see that, Tosos? He saw in the you know, in like early Gitin, but this also might mean like in the, in a, like a Nusach for early Gitin, an early uh, uh, that, that, you know, winning should be, but you should be. That you should be. Okay, and then he goes on. Okay, and now look at the next Tosos. It doesn't literally mean that the X and the Vav has to be longer than the other letters, like it's not Vizas or something. You should be careful not that it shouldn't be short. That it shouldn't look like a Yud. Then it would 
would be, you know, then it wouldn't be, um, what was that f- word for it? Which was, uh, it shouldn't be tirichin, divorced women, it should be of divorce. Um, you don't have to make it very, you know, distant from the roof of the hay. But it means is, don't make it look like a chet. Okay, it's not like you have to make it extra far away from the top of the roof of the hay. No, maybe you have to do an extra, extra, you know, emphasis. Okay, if you didn't make it an extra uh, pronounced uh, difference, it's okay. But if, on the other hand, what if it actually does look like a yid? What if it actually does look like a chet? So then he's going to tell you. There was actually a get where it wasn't so clear whether it was a vav or a yud. He brought a young kid who was not too smart and not too stupid. Just right. To read it. I don't know where the pasuk was. Does v'yehareg and does v'yehareg or yehareg with two yuds? Okay, v'yehareg. I don't know. Anyway, so anyway, so does the vav look like a yud? Does the vav look like a yud? So Tosa says, yeah. So the same way for Sifrei Torah. So you have to go ahead and you would get a tino to go ahead and determine what the letter looked like. So very interesting, right? About how this really does play out and raises can raise questions by Gittin. Is this all just lechatchilas? How much of this is the evidence? So on. You might be your question. Yeah, uh, you know, Rashi mm. and, you know, uh, read, you know, uh, beforehand, <laughs> yeah. the, the Ritz, but around, you know, quoted the whole, this whole long text of the Gap. I remember she only had like a few lines. Right. Was there, were they all in agreement about the rest of it? Uh, I don't know. I mean, clearly there was a Masora. That's why Tosos refers to Tikkun Gitim Kadmonim, where there's some variation. I assume there were. I cannot tell you offhand. But it does seem like there's a lot of uh, consistency there. You know, I'm just wondering, like, you know, yeah. when we finally got, like, our new Sukkot. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure people have an answer to that. Okay, let's take a look. Top of Tevav Amadalev. Grufo Shogetsh Shikhru so Rabbi Yehuda established by a bill of sale of a slave to Avdi of the Dinan Mutstak Laavdo Upatir Vaatir Min Haruri. I'm selling my slave, okay, and it is um, it's like it is like totally uh, unquestioned, like just you know that he is being sold as a slave, meaning there's there's no challenge to his status as a slave. Upatir Vaatir Min and he is exempt and free from any freedom, meaning uh, there's no way that I freed him and haven't, yeah, and exempt from freedom. No way that he's been free that, you know, that, you, that, uh, that, you know, you, the purchaser, are not aware of. And from any types of challenges, any, you know, claims that he was sold to somebody else, or that, you know, maybe that the, that the government has rights to him, that he's being seized by, uh, by you know, for ta- back payment of taxes. I mean, okay. The king and the queen. And nobody has any, any, like, any right, any, uh, you know, any, any, uh, um, uh, what's the word, uh, like a um, stamp on him, meaning that he doesn't belong to anybody else. 
Yeah, okay. Like pressed into anyone else's service. Exactly. Yeah, that's a nice way of saying it, right? Okay. Umenuka mikol min, and he that mum, and he doesn't have any blemish that is not obvious. Well, I get to close it. Like he's like missing an arm. Right. Right. So if you afterwards buy him and find out that hey, somebody else had him, uh, you know, you know, had him, uh, he was uh, being held as, uh, you know, somebody had a lien on him, or the king actually had rights to him, or whatever, then you can come back to me for reimbursement because I'm promising you that there are none of those problems. Okay. Umin shechin. And there's not, he doesn't even have some type of a, uh, you know, boils or whatever, that would come out for two years. Apparently, boils could go in remission for up to two years. So if anywhere within two years, some boils come out, then whatever, then I'm taking responsibility for that. New or old. Boils. Maya say now that we're talking about, we just want to remind you about how much we dealt with, uh, how, how you heal things during Gitten, okay? All these different medical remedies. What do you do for boils? Amar Baye, Ginbara Umartacha, Vikavrisa, okay, Vichala de Chamra, Umishka de So what are all these things? So Rashi says, uh, Ginbara is Rashi says ginger, okay? Umartacha is, uh, Rashi says some type of a silver dross. Yeah, I guess. Vikavrisa, uh, Rashi says is oh sulfur okay um, and wine vinegar and olive oil vinatfik chivra and some type of a white I don't know dripping I don't know what natfik is what does it say there nafta okay so shayzile begat for the and you spread it on with a with a with a feather of a goose okay. And there you go. That'll solve your boils. Yeah, one little, like, you know, cure. Uh, exactly. We, we've had enough cures. Okay, next Mishnah. Yes. Uh, if, we're, if we're using Rabbi Yehuda's uh, version, then is it also where we follow his decision between the debate with the rabbis and the earlier question? Well, this, this Rabbi Yehuda is not the Rabbi Yehuda of the Mishnah. Oh. This is the Rabbi Yehuda of the Yamora. But it sounded from the previous Gemara anyway that we were following Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda and that is the standard Nusach HaGet. Okay. Well, this is such a disturbing few lines about... You know, about selling a slave. Welcome to the fact that they really had slaves. Right. Yep. Okay. Yeah, we talk about it as this halachic construct and we can have interesting discussions about Kenyan goof and Kenyan, you know, Ithar and all these types of things. But, uh, yeah, they own slaves. Right? <laughs> like everybody else in the ancient world. And it develops 18 months after the sale and follow Well, I don't know what it is, but whatever. I can't tell you what the exact Shreen problem was. Let's take a look at the Mishnah. There are three invalid gitin that nevertheless the child did he have it will be kasher. It's not a vlad mom there. The Gemara is going to discuss either this Mishnah is going like, not like Rebbe Meir, who always says Havlad Mamzer, even for rabbinic problems, or it is going like Rebbe Meir, but Rebbe Meir is willing to concede that in these cases they were not so strict. <coughs> even though, ironically, some of these cases seem a lot more problematic than some of the problems of Rebbe Meir. You remember, like, Rebbe Meir even had a problem of even if you dated it to the wrong government, right? To some other foreign government, or to Binyan Beis HaMikdash or something. So Rebbe Meir seemed to be pretty exacting, even tiny problems. Here, however, the child will not be a Mamzer if, even though this is rabbinically invalid. What are they? Well, we'll see about that in the Gemara. Does she have to separate or not? It's not signed, but it's the person's handwriting. Now, whose position is this? 
is this Rebbe Eliezer that says you don't need it to be signed, it's Eidi Mesira Karti? That would be the easiest thing to say, except at the end of the Mishnah, the end of the Mishnah introduces Rebbe Eliezer. So it sounds like the beginning of the Mishnah is not Rebbe Eliezer. So there are two possibilities here. Either it's Rebbe Meir that says Eidi Chasim Karti, it has to be signed. But the point is, signed means it has to testify about itself. Well, if it's your own handwriting, it's sort of like Hodas Baldin Dami. If it's the person's own handwriting, then you don't need external testimony the handwriting testifies as the person saying it himself it creates its own sense of Wait, testimony in there yeah no no it's just in his handwriting when I sign a check I don't need witnesses that's my signature right when I sign a document now sometimes we get that I sign a document we've got to get it validated right that's sort of like you know what's it called notarized but you know what if you have witnesses signing it you also got to get their signatures validated fundamentally my own signature is my own testimony now it's not it's objective writing. Right, that's true it is writing you're right writing in my handwriting it's true it's not signing okay but anyway but that's so it could be that that works for Edus for Rebbe Meir that's at least what Tosa says Rashi has even a third possibility that it's not Rebbe Meir it's not Rebbe Huda, it does not work as Edus but you don't need Edus Masirakarti you don't need Edus at all in a get all you need is a get to be expressing the husband if it's written by a third party it's no good but if it's written by the husband and it's the husband's own expression that he is divorcing his wife, maybe that's good without Aegis. Rashi puts that out as a possibility, which is uh, shocking. Thank you for waiting to like the last two Dapham of the Masechet to say maybe you don't need Aegis as a part of a get. Like that's been like the most staple assumption we've had. But the more easy assumption is what Tosa says, that your own handwriting essentially is, it, it constitutes Aegis. You're testifying about yourself. Okay, so anyway, that's handwriting. or there are witnesses, there's no date, because dating was very important to hold a discussion we had earlier to know exactly when it was effective. Okay? or there is Zman but there's only one witness now why is one witness good so what is the the Gemara there are two opinions either it's your handwriting plus one witness so it's really then just a variation of the first case right whether it's your handwriting alone or your handwriting with one witness yeah, you don't need the second case well no because each one is telling you one is telling you that even if it's just your handwriting it's still kasher b'dieved and the other is saying even if it's your handwriting plus one witness it's still puzzle lechatchila okay but one way of understanding it is that they're just variations of the handwriting but the other case is no it's not your handwriting the sofer's writing of the get is implicitly one aid the fact that the sofer wrote the get and the aid is the second aid okay and that would be the way in which you would have aids now by the way I do want to say something about the way that this is phrased because this is phrased in a great way for oral memory right it could have said you know what the three getting psulim are Ksav Yado, Ein Those are essentially the three Gitim Suvim. But the way it says it lets you move from one to the next, right? Because of Ksav Yado, the Ein Alav Eidim, Yesh Alav Eidim, the Ein Bozman, Yesh Bozman, the Ein Boela Eidachad, right? It's completely, you know, you know, one phrase brings you to the next phrase. It brings you after the other. And right. Yesh Alav Eidim, then 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 Yesh Alav E
to collect from um, encumbered property, meaning if it's a document not of divorce, but if it's a, do- a loan document... So don't let her get mad at herself, like, you know. So, uh, no, well, you might need to produce the witnesses, but if you do produce the witnesses, that's what the tikkun olam is. You'd rather have them signed so you don't have to get the witnesses to show up to Bastin. That helps the woman. But if they're not signed and they do show up to Bastin and they testified that they were there, it's 100% a get. She can collect her ksuva from things that have liens on them. If it's not a get, if it's a document, of, 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 if, it's a, if it's a loan document, it creates liens, even though you only have liens with a written document. The presence of witnesses outside of the document uh, make it as weighty as if the di- witnesses were signed in the document. To prove it, you need to produce the witnesses, but the weight of the document is totally l'chatchila. That's Rabbi Eliezer. I understand. Okay, exactly. Vesu Leka, now the Gemara says, are there no other invalid gitin? Um, how about the old get the get that was written then they slept together and then it was given afterwards and that they didn't like because maybe the woman became pregnant before the get was given so the Gemara and the date was, was earlier though I was like, the Gemara says no 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 that wasn't in this list because there but the average she doesn't have to get divorced here she would have to get I know here she'd have to get divorced so that's not clear in the mission the mission just says the kids are not mamzerim so the Gemara says so the Gemara is going to say we're going to see a debate whether in this Mishnah, before she's had kids, is she supposed to get divorced if she has this get and she doesn't have kids? So if you say she is supposed to get divorced, then we understand that these are weightier than the get Yashan case. The get Yashan, she's not supposed to get divorced. Okay? But if you say here, after the get is given, even without kids, she does not need to get divorced. So Michael Amemar, so we should include get Yashan. That's also the same halacha. So Mishnah says, no. There it's even less weighty. There, not only do you not have to get divorced, if a get yashin was given, she can l'chatchila get married. You're not supposed to give it. But once you gave it, l'chatchila she can get married. Hachadiyeved. Here it's only once she's married, she doesn't have to get divorced. So we didn't include get yashin. Get yashin is not as weighty of a problem. Let's just get a little bit of it. Right? You get tereach. How about the bald get? Remember the get that had all the folds? That didn't have one of them signed? Okay? So why isn't that listed in here? So the says, no. Hasam Vlad mom's there. You might remember the there it says, although that seems like a very trivial problem, that there it said that the kid would be a mom's there if they married on the basis of this. Hachavlad kosher, here the kid is kosher. The says, one minute. That's good to Rebbe Meir. So he says, over there to mom's there. So here's the key question. Could our Mishnah be Rebbe Meir? Could Rebbe Meir concede that there are some cases that the kid won't be a mom's there that will be done wrong and be puzzled, but not as completely, you know, completely bad as those earlier cases. So the Gemara is saying it's possible, and you got to admit for a moment that this is totally bizarre. Something that has ten folds and only nine of them are signed, in that case, Havlad Mamzer. Something that is missing a date or doesn't have Adim or only has one signature, oh, okay, but the the kid isn't a Mamzer. It's like the exact opposite of what you would expect. But, you know, maybe that's his point. Maybe his point is that the things that are more trivial need more, like, reinforcing, you know? But anyway, so that, the Gemara is suggesting that Rebbe Meir could say in that earlier Mishnah Vlad Mamzer and in this Mishnah these are less bad or they're not as consequential and the kid won't be a Mamzer so that would explain why they wouldn't be in this list why the lists aren't combined because maybe Rebbe Meir really has two different lists 
But if it's the rabbis, the, if this mission is not Rebbe Meir, this mission that says the kid isn't the mom's there is the rabbis that never say the kid isn't the mom's there. So why not include in this mission get kereach? Right, you got it? Because the rabbis never say the kid is a mom's there. So according to them, you should have all the cases together. If it's Rebbe Meir, and there are two lists, the lists of the cases that are puzzled and the kid is a mom's there, and the list of cases that not, we understand why you didn't combine the lists. But if it's the Rabbanon, there's only one list. It's Pasul and Bidyevit, the kid isn't the mom's there, so combine the list. Sorry, and the reason it's not a mom here from Ramir was why? Because it's not considered Matfeya somehow? Yeah, that's what an earlier Tosu says. It's like, call him a Shalami, Matfeya, Shetavu, Chachamim, except when the Chachamim say that this is not a Matfeya problem and Bidyevit is not a problem. Anyway, okay, so the Gemara says, El Rabbanon, Michael, and Neymar, Hasum Tetze, Hachalo Tetze. No, there's still a difference. But they get Kireach, Bidyevit, you have to get divorced. Here you don't have to get divorced. So this is one minute. Hani that's true if you said in this case it's, uh, you don't have to get divorced the one that says you do have to get divorced it's only that the kid isn't the mom's there but you have to get divorced Michael and Amor, how is this different than the get kereach they both have the exact same halacha according to the Rabbanan so the Gemara says no yeah because we're talking about a simple get we're not dealing with cases of a folded get so that's why we didn't mention it okay one minute how about the dating that it has to be dated according to the local government okay and that so why aren't those that, that in this list there again there according to the Rabbanan at least even if the kid isn't the mom's there we would say they have to get divorced here we wouldn't have to get divorced I says again that's true if you say in our mission you don't have to get divorced it's only you know that once married you can stay married but according to the opinion that says in our mission you do have to get divorced it's only the kid who isn't the mom's there so Michael Amemer why not include the case of the uh, dating of the government same halacha in both cases you have to get divorced and if not the kid is a mom's there so the Gemara says we'll just skip the parentheses the Gemara says you're right according to that we would have to say that the only way to explain why those lists are not combined is that we're going according to Rebbe Meir. That Rebbe Meir, right, you got it? That Rebbe Meir, all the earlier cases were Havlad Mamzer, and for some bizarre reason, these cases which seem more problematic, Rebbe Meir saying the Vlad isn't a Mamzer. That can explain why they're separate lists. But if it's the Rabbanon, and the kid is never a Mamzer, and you also say, in both those earlier cases and this case, you have to get divorced, you know, even, and the only difference is that the kid isn't the mom's there, but if you got the, even if you got remarried, you have to get divorced. So the halachas are exactly the same. Why not combine it in the same list? And the Gemara doesn't have an answer. Either you would have to say, there you have to get divorced, here you don't have to get divorced, or you say, it's according to Rebbe Meir, and there's the Vlad is mom's there, and here the Vlad is not mom's there. Let's just finish going through the cases. Okay? Okay, Why did we say here, these are three Gittim Psulim, and then we said at the end, these are three Gittim Psulim. Like, it's coming to sort of indicate that only these three. Don't add other things to this list. So, so the, the first, these are the three is to exclude the cases we just have brought and discussed, which would not be included, either because these, for Rebbe Meir, those other cases are Vlad Mamzer, these are not Vlad Mamzer, or for the Chachamim, those other cases are Tetzay, and these are cases of not Tetzay. She doesn't have to get divorced. Minyana de Seifen, now why do we repeat it again at the end? Limute haditani, we turn to Brisa. Hamevi get mimdina fiyam, benostu lovelo amar abifaninech faninechtam. Remember faninech faninechtam? We couldn't end the Mesechet without getting back to that first idea. Okay? If you gave it without saying it, Yotzi ve 
Amar Vlad Mamzer, Divrei Rebbe Meir, once again Rebbe Meir, okay, Kid is a Mamzer, so Chachami Loim, Ainav Vlad Mamzer, Kesed Yase Yitlenu, Amen of Yase Yitlenu, Lo Bifnei Shnayim, V'yomar B'fani Nechtam, no, just take it and we give it. So what are we doing? Why are we excluding that? Why is that a separate case? It's the same point. If it's Rebbe Meir, it's saying, other cases are Vlad Mamzer, this isn't Vlad Mamzer. So Rashi is just saying, Rashi says, no, we want to explicitly make, indicate very subtly that there's this other case that that, Rebbe, that you would think is not so bad. You think it belongs in this list. Like if I had to ask you, the guy didn't say B'fani Nech, B'fani Nechtam, would you think the kid is a Mamzer for Rebbe Meir? What are you talking about? The get was done perfectly. The Shliach just didn't say B'fani Nechtam. The Shliach could say it again. Right? You're, you're like a little shocked that Rebbe Meir takes his Havlad Mamzer even to this case of B'fani Nech, B'fani Nechtam. So Rashi is saying that's why it repeats at the end. These three, B'diavet, the kid isn't a Mamzer. But the other cases even cases that you would think are crazy, Rebbe Nair says the kid is a mamzer. So, A, all the cases we said it before, and not only that, it repeats it again, only these three, to let you know that there's even one really crazy case, just not saying, that even there, Rebbe Nair says the kid is a mamzer, and it's only these cases that Rebbe Nair says the kid is not a mamzer. Yes? So, this is, you know, this is a, a, a Grusha, so she got remarried, mm-hmm. so, you know, her two will be different. Right. Was it seems like there's, like, new due diligence here. Like, you know, it's like, get is missing, like, eight, you know what I mean? Like, they not even see us. All right, you're divorced, let me see your, your get. Let me just make sure you're divorced. Right. You know what I mean? Like, they could you know, this wouldn't have ever gotten to this point. So if what, that she got remarried? Yeah, and then you get into all these questions, and, you know, see, but my mom's there, you know. I don't know. What makes you think you're doing everything through a based in? I mean, it raises good questions, but let's say the woman goes and she shows this to the husband, to the guy, and the guy marries her. Like, you didn't have everything, I mean. No, so for those writing it, you know what I'm saying? You know who, uh, what, what's the silver writing, Aksuva? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. That would be silver's at Tom and Chacham, we're going to see in a minute. Like, you but know. Hey, one point is whoever's writing whatever it is. It's maybe, okay, right? maybe. I mean, right now, somebody just told me, somebody just told me that this whole article right now on Ynet, that in Israel, if you want to avoid all of the uh, crazy uh, um, um, and oppressive sort of uh, requirements of the Rabbanut in terms of being able to get married, where they, you know, the type of documentation they demand from you is whatever, is obscene, um, they said, you know, you just go to this Haredi based in that has an arrangement with the Israeli rabbinate, you know, you, you know, you pay him a few hundred dollars or whatever the fee is, and they basically... Basically, you could basically they'll basically accept you in forged documents. Um, like this reporter did this whole little like thing to essentially. Anyway, so you know there are ways to work with the system. Okay, I understand. I understand. Okay, Okay, so let's now go through them. Handwriting with no witnesses. Amarav ksav yadoshaninu. It just says your handwriting. So aha, what are you talking about? Ilei marisha pita ksav yadoktani. Of course, that was the case. It was your handwriting. El amitziasa, the middle case about einvozman. Harei yeshalav. It says harei yeshalav edim. The middle case explicitly says it has witnesses. It just doesn't have zman. Ella aseif. The last case yeshbozman veimbo ella idachad. But it has only one witness. So that's the real question. How could a get be good with only one witness? So he says v'davka ksav yado. That last case is one witness plus your handwriting. The aid of Oksav Sover the aid. If it was the signature, if it was the Sover's handwriting, lo, that would not be good because that would the Sover's handwriting would not constitute as a, as a witness. Now, why not? If your handwriting could, well, first of all, your handwriting is yours about Zover, but also as we'll see, because how do you know? Maybe you found it get thrown out in the garbage and you just got an aid to sign it. Okay, so therefore the fact that it's every get has some Sover's handwriting. Handwriting does not mean that I'm testifying to the veracity, right? Of this. 
No, you can even use a sofer's handwriting. That's like one aid plus the one signature. That's two aid. Later, Mitch is going to say a sofer's handwriting and one which says kosher. Now, the other version is that later Mishnah is not ksav sofer or that it's chasam sofer, earlier Mishnah. It's the signature of a sofer and an aid. But if Shmuel says, no, my version of that Mishnah is a sofer's handwriting counts as one witness plus one signature. That's your two witnesses. Okay, so that's, for him, that's the second, last case of the Mishnah, which is probably Pshad of the Mishnah. Ravdimi, Virav, Rav would say back to me, Dami. Hasam tinasi l'chadchila. There, that's not, we're not talking about this case, because there it says that the woman could get married l'chadchila. So, why could it be more okay l'chadchila over there? So, the, the way Rashi explains it is, that's why Rav is saying, buddy, you got it wrong. It's not ksav sofer, it's chasam sofer. It's the, it's the, it's the sofer signature in another witness. And you know my proof? Because that Mishnah over there says she'd get married l'chadchila. And this Mishnah says she, it's possible. So clearly we're not talking about the Sofer's handwriting. There we're talking about the Sofer's signature plus an aid. And that's why it's okay. Hacha Evid. Here it's only good to Evid. So there it's talking about the Sofer's signature. You can't bring proof from that. This case, where it's good with one aid, has nothing to do with the Sofer. It's the husband's own handwriting. The Shmuel. Shmuel would say back, no. Lokasha. Habasafer de Mufak. Habasafer de Lo Mufak. When can you get married with a Sofer's handwriting plus one witness? If it's an expert Sofer. What does an expert Sofer have to do with it? So Rashi and Tzuzel specifically say, because an expert Sofer would not let the get out of his hands unless it was going to be signed and used, so his writing of the get is implicitly functioning as an aid. Right? If I'm not an expert Sofer, I'll just practice writing a get, I'll throw it out in the garbage, somebody's going to find it, attach a signature to it, and so on, and my writing is not taking the onus of responsibility to understand that that, is, that part of this writing is testifying to the veracity of the get. But if I'm a Sofer Mufak, I do do that due diligence, okay? So with a Sofer Mufak plus eight Echad, you can get married L'Chadchila. A sofer not mufak plus eid echad, we can question whether the sofer's handwriting counts as a type of edus, so it's pasul lechatchila, but at least b'diavad it will be kosher. Okay, v'chenam Reb Yochanan, and similarly said Reb Yochanan, ksav yado shaninu, that no, if it's a sofer's handwriting, it's not good, the only case that b'diavad would be good would be your handwriting plus an eid echad. Amalei Reb Leazer, Reb Leazer said, v'arezhi v'yeshalav edim, so, one minute, it says, uh, it says, that there are witnesses. Wait, what's going on? Um, oh, he misunderstood what Rabbi Yochanan said. When Rabbi Yochanan said, we're talking about your handwriting, he says, what do you mean we're talking about your handwriting? The middle case in the Mishnah says, there are witnesses and there's no Zman. It's not your handwriting. No, no, no. I meant the last case. The last case of Eid Echad. I'm saying it's not just Eid Echad and the Sofer's handwriting. It's your handwriting and the Eid Echad. Okay? So now we are having all these opinions that are trying to say that last case that says one witness is not Stam one witness. That's a deeply troubling case. So is it one? Is it the Sofer's handwriting that's counting as the other witness? That's a big Chiddush. So here Reb Yochanan and Rav and others are saying, no, 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 no. It's only with the husband's handwriting plus the one witness is the case of the F the safer. Okay, yes? Well, in the first case, you had even the husband's handwriting without any witnesses. Right? It's like we'd say before, like you sign a check. So it's true, you don't sign it here, you just write it. But me writing in my own handwriting is me essentially testifying that I'm doing this. 
what's the Kiddush of the uh, husband's handwriting plus the witness? Oh, so that's what I was saying before. So it's like, the, the Kiddush then of saying both cases is the handwriting without the witness is still, pus, is still kasher b'diyaved, and the handwriting with the witness is still pasal l'chatchila. So even though you have a range of scenarios of handwriting, you have to, handwriting without a witness, handwriting with a witness. And the point is, both of them are pasal l'chatchila. You might have thought that with a witness it could be kasher l'chatchila. No, they're both pasal l'chatchila. But both are both kasher b'diyeved. Right, both. Yeah, or have, at least havlad is at mom's there, even if it didn't have the extra witness. Right? So it has both scenarios to tell you they both have the same l'chatchila and b'diyeved parameters. Okay, and now the Gemara says about this issue we referred to before, about what is the story about not the question of the kid, but the question of marriage. So the Gemara says like this: Sometimes Rav said if a woman married with any of these gitin in the Mishnah, she would have to get divorced. Sometimes he said, you know what? It's only a point. Of, it's not only that the kid isn't a mom's You don't even have to get divorced for together. but when but how do you reconcile the two versions of Rav? So he actually said it depends on the circumstances. If she's already had kids then not only are the kids not mamzerian, but she doesn't have to get divorced. If we forced her to get divorced after she had kids, on the bait because of the sket, people would say the kids are mamzerian. So if there are kids, we're not going to force a divorce. Ain't the bunny, she has not had any kids yet, Tate say. Okay, so Masiv, Rav Zutra Bartuvia, the Kula and Shahayi Ben Suffolk Edition of Suffolk Gaelishin, Hare'ehu Chotzos Chlomisiapmo. All the cases of Tsaras Erva, remember, like the guy's brother is married to his daughter, so uh, the, the co-wives are exempt from Yibam and Chalitza because of Tsar's Erva. Let's say the marriage to that guy's daughter was a Suffolk Hidushin. Or he was married to the guy's daughter, but then he was Suffolk Megurash from it. So the story of the co-wives, are the co-wives exempt or Chayv in Yibam? We don't know. If he was really married to, the, to, to his brother's daughter, then the co-wives are exempt from Yibam. If he wasn't married, right, then they're, they're Chayv. So, uh, so what do you do in those cases? You do Chalitza, you don't do Yibam. All right? So that, that's the scenario why we're going to talk about it but now we spell out what is the case that he's Suffolk married to his brother's daughter or Suffolk divorced from his brother's daughter case of Suffolk Kedushin Zarek Lug Kedushin Suffolk Karv Lug Suffolk Karv Lug you don't know if the, the ring got closer to her or closer to him was she Kona the ring Zarek Suffolk Kedushin what's Suffolk Kedushin Kosev Dixav Yadov Ein Alav Eidim Yesh Alav Eidim Vein Bozman Yesh Bozman Vein Bozman Vein Echad so it's not really a Suffolk it's really like a Vare Gerushin it's just a Durabanan problem. But we treat it as not really fully divorced, and therefore we have to do a Cholectet. Now, how is that relevant to this question of Tetze? Let's take a look. We Amrit, Lo Tetze, if you say that once a woman has this get, for the end she doesn't have to get divorced, so if she marries with it, Sarasa, um, it's so, so that Asya um, so, people will say, one minute, this woman, this brother's, uh, you know, this, the, the brother's daughter, got this get, it's a get that's Bidyevit Karsher, if she gets married, she doesn't have to get divorced, so people will think that, oh my God, so she really is divorced, so this guy might come to do Yibum with her co-wife, because he'll think that, you know, his daughter was really divorced, so that'll be terrible, so the says, why will it be so terrible, she really is divorced, it's only a rabbinic problem, okay, so the says, Tishyabin, fine, who cares? Did he have it? You're right. It is only a rabbinic problem. It really is a good get. Okay, so that was a strange counterproof. Okay, but we're basically saying that 
Didi Eved, do we treat this as like a really puzzle get and the one thing we'll exempt is the mom's there? Or are we going to be able to concede that Didi Eved it's kosher? And even if she gets married, she doesn't have to get divorced. So let's just read one more line on this. Lady Amar Olam Lo say if she gets married, she doesn't have to get divorced. She doesn't. This is what your father says. If she marries with this get, meaning means even if she didn't have kids. Once she married with this get, she does not have to get divorced with or without kids. Okay? And one last line since Rav Yochanan was telling the sons of Rav Chalafta something their father said here's something else their father said. Okay, the Kartzis Sheb Amir a certain type of a locust that hangs out in the, uh, in the uh, bundles of wheat if it drinks from the water of a paraduma it doesn't invalidate it. Okay. My <laughs> Kartzis what is this? Amar by Didvisa some type of a insect a, or a, a locust um, or a grasshopper that's between the bundles of wheat. We say if any bird drinks from the water of a chatas, it invalidates because we assume the water went in the bird's mouth and then back out into the water of the chatas. Whatever, there's a question exactly what psu that is, with the exception of a dove. Um, because the dove just sucks up and it doesn't spit back out. This is true, it shouldn't have just mentioned a dove. Say, except for the dove and this, like, I don't know, this is a flying grasshopper. So, no, I says, no, look, Sikolay, no, no, that grasshopper is not always the true that it's not a problem. The Gdolu Lopas, a big one, is not a problem. It doesn't spit the water back out. The Ketana Pasla, a small one, is a problem. The Ad Kama, how big, how small is it that it's still a problem? I'm reviewing with Tamer Vami, Ad Kizayas, until the size of an olive. Okay, completely little digression, but bottom line anyway, what we do say is, even though the mission only says that the kid isn't the mom's there, we say that once married, you don't have to get, um, that once married, you don't have to get divorced, even if there are no kids.